friends, welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. My name is Ian McLaren. I am the host of your daily Boston Bruins podcast. It is Friday, March 20th. We remain in the throes of a pandemic. Hockey season is on pause, potentially canceled. And today I thought it would be good to catch up with Marissa and Jimmy of the Boston Herald. She's written some great stuff on the Bruins this season, on the Boston Pride. A great piece the other day about the uh, Jeremy Jacobs situation, not paying his employees through Delaware North, TD Garden. So we'll get into all that and just catch up with Marissa in general. Uh, Before we get into that, let me remind you that my name... No, I already told you my name. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at ENC McLaren. You can follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. The podcast is available everywhere, pretty much. Uh, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Pocket Casts. Please leave a rating and a review if at all possible. That would be very much appreciated. Uh, Before I get to my chat with Marissa, I just wanted to uh, quickly update the situation with Jeremy Jacobs, TD Garden. There was an article this morning on Boston.com written by Nicole Yang, and she writes, Massachusetts Attorney General Maura Healy is urging Delaware North, owner of TD Garden, to support its game day employees while the NBA and NHL are suspended amid the coronavirus outbreak. These workers, they're going to be hurting, Healy told Boston.com in a telephone interview Thursday afternoon. They're going to have trouble paying rent, buying groceries, all sorts of things. Delaware North, the Jacobs family, they need to step up here like other NHL teams have, like other owners have, and just find a way to get workers some relief. Both Delaware North and the Bruins are owned by the Jacobs family. Billionaire Jeremy Jacobs, who turned 80 in January, recently signed over the NHL franchise to his six children. There's been no word from the group about a potential plan to support arena workers, the vast majority of which are part-time. TD Garden employees include ushers, concessionaires, among other positions. Uh, Healy went on to say, I understand that they've had their own events canceled. They run the garden. They're going to be hurt all around with this for business large and small. But for Delaware North, it's a billion-dollar business. The risk, the hurt right now, shouldn't be on these really vulnerable workers. There's a way to help them, and I hope that's what we they do. And, you know, we all certainly hope that as well, that the Jacobs family will step up and do the right thing. Healy did commend individual Bruins players who have contributed to a GoFundMe that was set up for Garden employees. However, she's still waiting to see action from ownership saying, I hope they do something for their workers. We all hope that happens as well. And again, uh, I'm making the decision. I can't really buy tickets or go to get concessions anyways, but I'm making the decision right now not to purchase any Bruins merchandise uh, until Jeremy Jacobs does the right thing here and pays his players. The GoFundMe is up to $36,515. And again, we have you know government officials stepping in and saying that Jeremy Jacobs needs to do the right thing and it's really unconscionable at this point that uh, he hasn't to date so stay tuned for that and hopefully that changes soon with that said let's now get to my chat with Marissa and Jemmy of the Boston Herald do follow her if you're not already doing so 
And uh, yeah, I'll wrap it up here before I get to the chat. Just say have a great weekend. Check out Locked On NHL and Fantasy if you need something else to listen to. And I hope you're all doing well and taking care of yourselves and each other. I'm joined now by uh, Marissa and Jemmy from the Boston Herald. I believe she is the first three-time guest on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. So thanks again for for taking some time to chat, Marissa. And uh, how's it going? How are you doing these days? I'm not too bad. I haven't left the apartment in about a week now. So uh, just kind of trying to find stuff to do here. I have a cat now, so that's been fun. Um, oh, fun. Not too bad. I think if I remember correctly, were you in Buffalo when the decision came down to pause the season, preparing for, I guess, what? It would have been last, a week ago today, the Bruins were supposed to play the Sabres. Were yep. you you were in Buffalo when it all, all came down? Yeah, I got there that Wednesday from Philly and was just kind of hanging out Wednesday night with some people. And then it just kept coming in about the NBA stuff and kind of figured out pretty quickly, I don't think the Sabres game is going to happen. And it took until 1 p.m. on that Thursday for them to announce it. And I had a flight home that night. Uh, I guess we'll get to the Sabres in a minute because there's some uh, breaking news about them. That's pretty discouraging, but uh, related to that is uh, kind of the ongoing storyline with regards to uh, the Boston Ruins and owner Jeremy Jacobs, his company Delaware North, and their kind of, uh, I don't know if it, it's a refusal, but just kind of radio silence from them in terms of paying a TD Garden employees through this uh, pause or cancellation or whatever it, it's going to be. Uh, you wrote uh, a really great article in the Boston Herald a couple of days ago, or maybe it was, I think it was updated yesterday actually. And uh, I referenced it on the podcast yesterday, but could you maybe just kind of quickly summarize the situation and, and uh, share some of the uh, comments that you received from TD Garden employees, just checking in on them uh, about the situation? Yeah, the Bruins and TD Garden Delaware North were the only NHL team to not offer at least an update of trying to come up with a financial plan. They gave a statement to my uh, my beat partner, Steve Conroy, a week ago that day. We're working to come up with something, but it's been radio silent since then. They haven't released any public statement. Um, so I just took to Twitter a couple days ago, wanted to see if anyone had any stories to share, and it turned out there were a lot of TD Garden employees have had a lot to say, so I thought it was really important to share their stories and their perspective because this is affecting them in the end more than anyone else. So um, the reaction's been good. I'm glad to see that they're being supported, but it's really a shame the Bruins organization haven't stepped up yet. And what uh, what were some of the things that the the TD Garden employees were were saying? Kind of what's their kind of uh what are they thinking about the whole situation and how it's affecting them can you give a couple examples of of how it's affecting people yeah for a lot of them it's just confusion there hasn't been a lot of direction of what to do if they should file for unemployment how to do that if there's anything in place there's just been a lack of communication so for a lot of people they don't know if they should be looking for part-time work elsewhere or if they should be seeking anything else who they should be communicating with if hr will help them it's just really been a lot of confusion for everyone. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty brutal. I think about even just a week going without that, with that uncertainty, like that would really start to play with people and, and really cause some pretty severe anxiety, even like putting myself in that situation. I don't, not even sure what I would do. Um, so hopefully it's something that I've talked about 
a couple times on here and hopefully something comes out sooner than later. I know there's that GoFundMe account that last I checked, it was up to like 35,000 and some of the players have shared it out and uh, contributed even. Uh, but really it should be, yeah, up to, to ownership to, to step up. Um, I guess Jacobs has kind of been trumped now in terms of awfulness by uh, the Pagula family and Buffalo right. who just announced that they're laying off all hospitality workers at the Sabres arena and some other um, restaurants that they own around there and going so far as to say that those people's jobs won't even be guaranteed if, and when the season comes up, they'll, they'll be uh, welcome to reapply. But um, I guess it gives them the chance to apply for unemployment, but still not to not have that guarantee afterwards is pretty awful. And the Pagulas I think are worth close to 5 billion. So mm -hmm. yeah, pretty disgusting decision there by the Sabres. Um, I'd almost be willing to buy that, like, oh, it's so they can file for unemployment and get paid right now. But the fact that their jobs aren't guaranteed when they come back make me think it's a lot more malicious than that. For sure, yeah. And it's not as if they can't afford to just, yeah, pay these. I made the point on Twitter that, you know, the Sabres basically played Villy Leno upwards of almost $30 million to pretty much do nothing for the mm -hmm. team and, and for him to go away. And the fact that they're not covering what I assume is, you know, not the greatest of hourly wage to just telling people that they're, they're out of luck is, is pretty gross in my mind. Yeah, I agree. And hopefully, hopefully there is some pressure put on for, uh, put on Jacobs to, to do the right thing, but I really don't have much confidence that he'll, he doesn't seem like a guy who kind of bows to, to public pressure, even in, like NHL Board of Governors meetings, he's always seen as kind of the stubborn one who's unwilling to to bend or change. So I'm not sure how much pressure he's feeling to to actually do the right thing at this point either. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the social media reaction has been pretty evident, but that doesn't seem to impact people all too much when they're worth billions of dollars. Yeah, for sure. I feel bad for the for the Bruins social media people because they've been pretty inundated with kind of pay pay the players and things like that it's obviously not not there up to them i've shared the the delaware north phone number and email and address and things like that for people to get to them directly but uh yeah hopefully there's a resolution to that sooner than later um i've been pretty bummed because on my i have the bruins calendar on my phone in the last couple nights i've gotten mm -hmm. these postponed <laughs> notifications they were supposed to be uh i guess in california this week playing the sharks Kings and Ducks, um, what are your thoughts right now on whether the regular season will resume or if we're going to have kind of a summer playoff thing as the players proposed? Uh, what's your sense right now as to if and when hockey might actually be back? It's hard to say because there's been so many different directions people have speculated. And really, it's something we'll find out when it happens, I guess. It's going to be a while because at the very least players are going to need time to train or skate or something. I find right. it hard to believe they'd be able to fit in a regular season at this point unless they were to cut down next season. And I know that's something they don't want to do. So I would imagine if there's a return, it would be the postseason only. 
some variation of that, whether it's what the playoffs typically look like or someone floated 24-team tournament or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't know. It all depends how much time they have. Um, to me, I look at June 30th as an important day because that's when contracts expire. And I don't know, like, legally how much they can do if they're sitting under contract and stuff like that. I have no idea how that would work. So I look at that as a pretty important day, but there are people who know a lot more about that than I do who might not care about that. I'm not sure. Um, but I just find it hard to believe any version of the regular season right now unless something drastic happens in the next season. Right. Yeah, you mentioned the, the contract expiry thing. I want to get to that in a minute. But um, the Bruins, obviously, they were – the best team in the NHL when when the the pause came upon us, uh, first team to reach 100 points. Um, I can only imagine that you know if and when they do come back, that this long break might obviously kill some of that momentum. I think they would benefit from the fact that they've been pretty much uh, the same group since last year, and, and they're kind of familiar with themselves, minus the the two new guys. Um, but just looking back on the season, what in your mind was kind of the biggest surprise for the Bruins this season so far? And, and what was the biggest disappointment if there were any? Hmm. That's a good question. Biggest surprise. Um, does it have to be positive? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm a little surprised Jake DeBrusque didn't like step up a ton. Like not to say yeah. he's been bad, but like I kind of expected a bigger RFA year from him. So off the top of my head, I'm like, I kind of expected a little more. So I was a little surprised. Um, I don't know if that fits for biggest disappointment. I think for disappointment, you look at, I mean, I thought Kevin Miller would be back by now and that's mm, kind of disappointing. Yeah. He hasn't been on the ice because they could use a guy like that as we've seen kind of a rotating core. Uh, Jeremy Lozon's been a pleasant surprise, I guess, too, to be a little more positive, but I think everyone would rather someone like Kevin Miller have that stabilizing force in the lineup. So that's been a disappointment for me, just that he, for whatever reason, hasn't been able to recover. Right. I think... Yeah, with you mentioning DeBrusque, that might actually end up helping the Bruins in the end because, say, there is no uh, playoffs and the cap goes down or levels off at the very least, then maybe the fact that DeBrusque didn't break out the season will kind of make it easier for him to to resign. The Bruins can maybe get him on a, a bridge kind of deal or, you know, say he had busted out for like 30 goals this season and 35 goals and it would have made it more difficult for them to resign him if if the cap uh really goes down for sure do you think yeah i mean that definitely could help them i mean we'll see what free agency even looks like this offseason we have no idea what that's going to look like and they have more yeah. cap room now too from trading backus and all of that um but yeah, yeah definitely true. like i wouldn't I think DeBrusque's going to not get the same type of deal I thought he would going into the season, if that makes sense. For sure, yeah. The other guy, well, there's two players that I think about a lot when it comes to free agency. The first is obviously Zdeno Chara, who just turned 43 this week. Uh, he hadn't agreed to, or that he and the Bruins hadn't re-upped for next year. I wonder if he will be back, if we've seen the last of him in a Bruins uniform. And then obviously Tori Krug is the big question. Uh, if the cap does go down, it'll make it really difficult for the Bruins to resign him. Um, what's your kind of thought on that right now, or, or is there too much in the air right now to really see what Krug might do? Yeah, it's tough right now. I think that one of the reasons they made the moves they did at the trade deadline was with in mind to keep Krug and to try to for sign sure. him. We'll again, we'll see what free agency looks like. We have no idea when it's going to be, if contracts are going to be 
moved or how that's going to work or what if the cap goes down. But I think the full intention has been to sign Krug. And I believe that's still their intention. I, I can't imagine why that would have changed. So I would imagine that if things are normal, because we have to have that qualifier before everything now, um, I, I would be surprised if the Bruins, at the very least, don't make a very um, strong attempt to keep him. I, I would be pretty surprised if uh, they pull up Patriots and Tom Brady and just, like, don't make an offer or something. Right, um, yeah. I would expect Krug to be back. I think they'll get something done, but that's not because of any inside info. I, I would just be really surprised if just reading what they've done to this point, if they weren't going to make a big move for him. Sure, yeah. The only the only other scenario I can think of is that he mo- might want to go home to Michigan and play for the Red Wings, but they're obviously not. That's a bad um, team. Yeah, they're really bad. <laughs> I mean, they they could get the top pick, but still, they're they're still a few years away from. Uh, I don't. I don't know if playing in your home state is worth giving up the relationships he's built in Boston and you know the fact that he's become one of the the better defensemen in the league as a Bruin um yeah that would be a huge loss if if they're not able to uh to re-sign him but um I guess if and when the playoffs do resume do you think the Bruins would still be considered favorites going into a playoff run or, or are teams kind of more, uh, not a level ground, but just this whole break kind of is a bit of a reset maybe. And, and the Bruins are on a more level playing field with the opposition or, or do you think they'd still be considered the favorites going into the playoffs? They're still the team they are. So I'd imagine they're still a favorite. One thing to look at is for the Lightning, Steven Stamkos is going to have time to come back now. Right. Um, that's going to make them more dangerous. And the Western Conference, Tarasenko might come back for the Blues now. Um, so that makes the rest of the teams more dangerous as well. But the Bruins are still the team that they are. And they've still gotten to the point they've gotten for a reason because they're a good team. So I wouldn't imagine they'd be affected all too much. It would be more other teams will be in a better position to contend as well. And we don't know either what it's going to look like if there's like some sort of training camp before everything, how much they're going to skate, what kind of injuries are going to come from that, from guys being rusty. We have no right. idea. Um, if everything stays the same, though, and the guys have the same timelines to return from injury, no reason to think the Bruins aren't still a favorite, just like Tampa's probably going to be what we thought they were going to be like three weeks ago compared to like last week. Right. Um, one last Bruins question. Uh, um, obviously, uh, Nick Ritchie and Andre Kasha had played a handful of games before before the pause. What were your early impressions on uh, on those two guys, and how did you see them fitting into the, the Bruins lineup so far? It's Kasha, it's a shame that he was so rusty coming back from injury because I thought he looked good, but obviously he was pretty rusty too. And if he had come yeah. in guns blazing kind of, then maybe – he would have been more productive. So the numbers don't look great, obviously, but I, I like his speed with uh, Krejci. I think that's a good fit there. Um, yeah. He's a guy who's going to fit into their plans for a while, obviously. And I think that once things get back to normal and he's playing consistently, I think people see his abilities a little bit more. With Richie, um, it's some give and take. Like, definitely there's something there. You see, like, he makes plays and you're like, oh, that was a good play every now and again. But he also just, like, does some stuff that aren't isn't great like take two penalties against the Islanders that made absolutely no sense. So you don't have to yeah. take um, just stuff like that. That's obviously concerning and you'd worry in a playoff scenario about stuff like that. So 
So to me, that was a little bit of the red flag with Richie, but I like some of the things he can do. I like him better than Brett, to be honest, too. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, for sure. But um, he has some ability. There's something there they can work with, but I'm also still a little hesitant to just buy in completely. Yeah. Do you think he was going to be I, – I had questions about whether he'd be sticking up on the second line long term or if – Yeah, he was not going to stay there. They were going to move yeah. him down and DeBrusque back up as soon as the puck yeah you think it was just kind of a message sending to debrusque that situation or message sending as much as less pressure just play with a guy like coil who's pretty consistent it paces down a little bit just get puck shoot puck try to score a little bit get your confidence up um i thought it was more about that than sending a message great and sorry one other bruins question before we get to the the nwhl um the anders bjork recent uh, healthy scratches what what was that about do you think was it was that message sending or were they not happy with this game do you think he'd be back for like in the lineup uh, down the stretch into a playoff run what was what was the deal with all that do you think um i asked cassidy about that when they were in new york and he said it was more about just having bjork have the opportunity to watch a little bit the intensity heading into the playoffs he'd never been in the playoffs before and they just wanted right. him to kind of understand what he was getting into less of message sending more of a learning okay but they would have they would have gone back to him as kind of a regular lineup fixture down the stretch I would imagine. And into the playoffs. it depends on performance from everyone else as well but i would imagine bjork would have been in the picture yeah it's weird because they basically had like five forward lines around prior to the break with like coolman well no coolman had been sent down i guess but um i'd imagine he'd be in bleep. the picture at some point again too yeah yeah. Anyways, hopefully, hopefully these are topics that will be relevant again later on, uh, if and when the playoffs do uh, happen. But um, one other thing I want to touch on was the the NWHL and uh, the Isabel Cup was supposed to have been played last week, I believe, between the, the Boston Pride and the Minnesota Whitecaps. Um, that was postponed. Is that seeing as it's kind of a one? one game thing do you think that's more likely to be uh back in like aside from the that nhl playoffs which is the big tournament do you think that's still going to be played at some point that isabel cup game yeah the league has said they have all intentions of playing that game and i believe that it's only one game you just have right. to find one night one afternoon at warrior and have that happen have the white caps fly out to boston um, I, I would imagine that would happen. The only thing is they'd need a couple of weeks to get back on skates because it's not like they can skate full time. It's not like the NHL where hockey's their only job. They don't have practices right. every day. Right. It's once a week. So they would need a little bit of time to get their legs under them before playing the most intense game of the season. So right, I would yeah. imagine if they do play that game, which I, I, I believe they fully intend to do, um, they would announce that maybe a month out before it happens. And Boston, they were the favorite heading into that one, right? Yeah, Boston had only lost once all year, but that one loss was yeah. to Minnesota, so that was setting up to be the game of the year. And Minnesota, they, they're the defending champs as well? Is yep, that right? Whitecaps yeah. won the championship last year, went into the playoffs 17-5. and five. They beat the Riveters, won nothing in overtime to advance to the Isabel oh, Cup. Wow. It, it was setting up for all the narrative in the world. Yeah, well, hopefully, yeah, we can get into that one sooner than later as well uh one last question for you what uh with uh with no hockey happening what kind of things are you doing to keep busy is there anything that you're watching or reading or um, binge watching 
I just got a Nintendo Switch. I just got the oh, new, one cool. of the new Pokemon games in the mail today, which I'm going to play as soon as I'm done writing today. Like I mentioned, cool. I have a cat now who lives here, Noelle, and she's been keeping me very busy. I have a fish to look after as well. Um, nice. Been watching House of Cards. Gotten very into that. Um, okay. Had you not had you not Twitter seen it before? Sorry. Had you not seen House of Cards before? No, I actually started watching it on the road because something I like to do on the road when there are nights I'm not going out hanging out with road writers is I'd like to just go back to my hotel and like watch stuff and I needed Great. a new show and I was like, people have said this is good. So I started watching it actually in Buffalo and I was actually binge watching that until I could get a flight home because I had no idea if I was allowed to go home or not. And I've just right, yeah. watched it since. Very cool. Yeah, well, it's a crazy time and uh, I do appreciate you coming on to, to chat about what's uh, what's been going on and and I'm sure we'll connect again throughout the break or pause or whatever we want to call it and certainly if the playoffs pick up again I'll, I'll want to chat and assess Boston's chances or what the offseason will look like things like that so yeah thanks for thanks for taking some time and uh, take care down there and we'll talk again soon for sure yeah of course thanks for having me